Hello, folks out there. This episode of the podcast is partnered by Audible. Greg, you know what I love about Audible? What do you love about Audible, I don't have to pick up a book anymore and carry it around with me. In fact, I carry it around in my phone, which is amazing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. They literally keep thousands of titles right on your phone, accessible at any time, when you're driving, when you're cooking, when you're mowing the lawn, changing a diaper, doesn't matter. It's all right there at your fingertips, John. They've got podcasts, they've got lectures, they've got some like health and wellness and like fitness series on there that if you just are looking for something to fill that gap, like you're not getting into a book right now, it's all there for you, man. If you're a member, Greg, what's cool about it is you get three titles per month. The first one, you can pick whatever you want. Like I've said, I'll probably start hitting up some of those health and wellness books. And then what's awesome is they have two Audible exclusives exclusives folks you can't get it anywhere else it's true that is very true so if you guys want to get on the audible train you can go to audibletrial.com slash j-a-t-g that stands for johnny and the greg hook yourself up with a 30-day free trial no promises no nothing if you don't like it which i can't imagine you're not going to like it um it, you can cancel at any time but the great thing about that is the books you get during your free trial or if at any time those books are yours like you get to keep them you can listen to them non-stop anytime all the time sounds like a deal to me man so if you guys are smart like i know you guys are because you already listened to this podcast sign yourself up guys what do you got to lose it's 30-day free trial yeah. and it's books it's knowledge you gotta drink it up it is so one more time, it is audibletrial.com slash J-A-T-G. He's in that though, isn't he? Oh, he's fantastic in that. He's fantastic in everything he does. He the only really thing is. I think he wasn't fantastic in was Hannibal Lecter. Oh, I never saw that one. Yeah, the Manhunt. Uh, Michael Mann. Michael Mann and William Michael Mann directed William Peterson was the was Will yeah. Graham. I okay. much prefer Red Dragon. I thought it was great with Ed Norton and Anthony Hopkins. Anthony Hopkins. Yeah, I didn't really get too deep into that. I didn't go past Silence of the Lambs. Hey, welcome to the podcast, anybody, everybody. You're jumping yeah. right into it. Yeah, uh, yeah. We just started talking, talking about. Because, go ahead. We're talking about actor Brian Cox and how much we love him, which led us into a couple different areas. But yeah. uh, just how it goes. Johnny made the statement that Brian Cox always plays like a Russian bad guy, and yeah. I'm like, no, he doesn't. Russian contact. So he was. Uh, I forgot he was Captain O'Hagan in uh, Super Troopers one and two. Oh yeah. <laughs> but we're talking about how much we love him in succession on hbo which is a freaking amazing show greg was talking about that i haven't seen it but oh it's brian yeah, cox it so i just brian. expect yeah oh you know who's really good too my wife's watching that show billions um oh, I both both lead actors giovanni rabisi giovanni. i think his name is no, it's Paul, Giam Paul Giamatti. Paul Giamatti, Jesus, yeah. yes. Paul Giamatti and the red, the the ginger. <laughs> He's a really good actor. He's really he good. is a fantastic actor. Yeah. Um, who's oh, I I want to call him Frank Winters, but that's not his name. Um, that's a sin for the Green Bay Packers. 
no uh frank winters is uh well you, yes he is uh but <laughs> the frank winters i'm thinking of is from band of brothers uh oh. of which this guy is the first thing i and here i ah oh, man i can't type and talk at the same i'm like band of winters okay, no hang on. that's not you, it you keep doing what you're gonna do uh keep typing um while we're on the Green Bay Packer thing, we're not talking to Aaron Rodgers, but I do want to throw a <laughs> shout out. Congratulations to Milwaukee Bucks! Oh my you God. guys, you guys! Um, I think you were down two zero, and you came back to win it in Game Seven, which is fantastic. That's, yeah. I think, Greg. I'm with you lately. I, I'm I'm excited for the Browns next year. I'm excited for these teams that never have a fucking shot. Yeah, and yep. now they're getting good. Like the Bucks, that's one of the teams that never had a shot. <clears throat> Um, they have a shot this year. In fact, all of the dominant teams, if I'm now, I'll be honest, I don't watch basketball anymore, but I keep my ear to the, to sure. sports, to sports here. Teams, yeah. I think all of the bad, all, all of the really dominant teams with the really good players are gone, which yeah. means it's like the Phoenix suns are going to take on the LA Clippers to see who goes into the finals in right. the Western Conference. In the Eastern Conference, uh, Game 7 is being played right now between um, the Atlanta Hawks and the 76ers to see who faces the Milwaukee Bucks. Right. So it's I'm excited for that because those are people I did not expect to be in championship contention, and yet here they are, and I think that's well, what makes sports fantastic, and I think that's why the NFL is the number one sport is because you just never know whose team right. is going to be. The uh, With the Bucks, like yeah. we've been on this kind of slow climb. <clears throat> and, yes, we've got, we've got Giannis, and, and, and he's obviously our, our franchise player, but hmm? even – even like I think a season or two ago, it was like, is he gonna come back? Because we made it fairly far in the playoffs before COVID, like the season before COVID, and then yes, and then last I year think I don't you think lost it was... to Toronto. I think <clears throat> yes, <clears throat> that's what it was. Yep, that year. yeah, that's right. Because uh, that singer Kawhi. His... No, I was gonna say Drake kept was it Drake? Oh, he kept like he's on the the sideline, like kept coming out on the floor and shit like that. They're like, dude, yeah. you're. You have nothing to do with the NBA. He you does that. He does it everywhere. He goes to he goes to like LeBron James's son's games and sits yeah. there at courtside acting like he's this. I don't. Like that he's a part of the team or somehow attached yeah. to the team. You're like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, guy? I think I think he has some sort of percentage ownership for the Toronto Raptors, but still, don't you don't, you don't have to be a, it's. It's very much like the State Farm commercial where he's the stand-in and he kept stealing the actors. Yeah. And he's like, stand-ins don't yeah. have lines. And he's like, oh. You know what's I mean, funny that's what... about Go ahead. Oh, I said, that's the feeling I just get from him. But yeah. Whatever. What's funny, he has a curse. It's called the Drake curse. And what was funny oh, really? was when they played that Super Bowl commercial, like Patrick Mahomes was getting his butt kicked during that Super Bowl. Aaron Rodgers didn't make it. And it's yeah. like, oh, the Drake curse got him. Because they filmed that, obviously they filmed that yeah. like the, in the off season. But it's just funny how Drake has his curse going. Like, oh shit, Drake's at your game. You're gonna lose. <laughs> <laughs> so watch out, Cleveland Browns. Do not invite that man. Oh yeah, keep your game off the field. Yeah. Anyway, we're talking about yeah. Frank Winters. Yeah. Well, it, the uh, Damian Lewis is the name yes. of the actor. Yes. Um, 
and I, I, I like I said, I first saw him in Band of Brothers, which is a series that I will watch about once a year. I have. Um, okay, I've never watched that. Oh, everybody so, yells at me for it, and I'm like, so yeah, I, I got to get to it. And I mean, I'm not gonna. I mean, you've got to like World War II history, and and you know, I think there is some over dramatization of certain pieces. But what I loved about it is like they had the because every all the actors in there are playing real men, uh, right. that either lived through or died in World War II. But in the beginning of each episode, you've got these old guys and they're talking about where they were and what they were doing, but they never put who they were until the last episode where you're like, oh, that guy is that Frank guy. Winters. This guy is Bill Compton. I mean, all that stuff. So, wow. um, but yeah, he, uh, Hey guys, if you ever get a shot to sit down and talk to your grandfather or your uncle, if they're willing to talk yeah. about it, listen to it. Cause those oh. were men. Those were men before they were men. Oh, they God. were boys the War, and they, yeah, they became were. a man. And the world war two generation is, is, fast fading so yeah. i mean if you if you can sit down with a world war ii vet at any point you know i would dare say generation wise i would dare say they're they were they were the toughest son of a bitches in the world well they were they were called the greatest generation i mean when, right. and what's hilarious is that when you're watching these world war ii movies or yeah. series or something like that and you're seeing these guys um well I, i'm just gonna use the example of like uh, the invasion of Normandy and okay. D-Day. Yeah. And you got like uh, uh, Saving Private Ryan and you've got guys like Tom Hanks and uh, Tom uh, oh god here I'm doing it again. I want to say Tom Wolpat but that's not his name. Um, Tom Hanks you're talking about? No, no, no. Um, his second in command like the, the Italian guy who was chewing tobacco the whole time. Oh, yeah, um, I don't know. But anyway, so you got all these people around them. You got to realize the guys that they were leading, they were like 18, 19 years old. Like some of them yeah. younger than that. Some of them were 17 and just lying yeah. about their age to, so to get it like lying about your age to go to war. That doesn't happen anymore. No, that doesn't happen. Um, what was the, um, um, oh, by the way, I just looked it up. It, it's not Dean Morris. That's not the guy we're, we were talking about. We're talking about Jonathan Banks. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. This was a conversation that was before we recorded, Pre, guys. Pre-recorded but, button. Yeah, yeah. Dean Morris was Hank, but Jonathan Banks was the guy, like, is the guy from uh, Beverly Hills Cop and that guy. Oh, right. Yeah, he always okay. he always plays that old the guy you don't want to cross. Yeah. 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 Well, and I, uh, I didn't, I didn't watch. A lot of Breaking Bad. So. Yeah, I know, which is weird. I mean, it's a great TV. Yeah, show. but at the same yeah. time, I mean, again, I'm not. I have never seen Band of Brothers, so I'm right with read, you. I just read the other day somebody was talking about like <clears throat> we're getting to the point where people are going to start forgetting that Breaking Bad was a show was a thing. Yeah, and so. it's Tom. I think it's Tom so Sizemore was the guy I was trying to remember. So it's it was Tom Hanks and Tom Sizemore. They were the the two leaders of the. Of the, Tom Sizemore, yeah, yeah, I remember. yeah, yeah. So I'm like, no, it is Tom. It is right. But anyway, um, uh, Sizemore, you ever watch him now? That dude is just—he's off the rails. You can tell he does. He did a lot of drugs, I believe. You, he still does, or it messed oh, really? him up. 
oh, you can tell, man. Just in between takes, you're like, oh shit, like you're you're high right now. Well, and he was one of those guys that, like, in the '90s, everybody thought he was going to be like the next uh, um, oh, motherfucker. I just can't do <laughs> names today. Um, the next big thing. Yeah, that he was he was gonna be like the next Rosebud guy. What the hell? The greatest actor of all time, whatever his name was. Okay, I don't think he was. I thought Lawrence <laughs> Olivier was the greatest actor of all time, according to a lot of people. actors. Wow, this guy Orson Welles, you're talking about? Orson Welles, yes, thank you. Um Does, was he considered <laughs> the greatest actor of all time? Orson Welles? I think I he made the greatest movie of all time, which again Maybe. I think is bullshit. I had to watch yeah. that movie. I thought it was horrible. Never Class. seen it. Never seen it. You're not missing a damn thing. All right. But Sizemore has a ton of pre-production and post-production. He's got three movies filming right now. I mean, this guy is busy. Yeah. Well, he has to keep his drug habit alive. You know what? I'm, I shouldn't do that. I am actually totally assuming that's what this yep. guy does. But if you watch him act, either... He acts worse than Bruce Willis. And what I mean by act is like they don't give a fuck anymore. They just right show up and do the line and leave. Well, and I'm just looking at some of these titles. They sound like B movies, the kind of movies that Bruce Willis is doing, kind of the direct to direct to video kind of kind of films. Um, <laughs> to, someone dies tonight coming in 2022. The ghost, uh, the ghost city of insurrection, filming now and will be still available in twenty twenty. The ghost city of insurrection. Yeah, some of these don't even have dates on them. They're in post production and they don't have dates of like when. I think that's what's happening out. a lot now with movies is they don't know when to when that's going to come out. Yeah, <laughs> they don't know when to put them out. So, yeah, he's yeah. he's a he's a very very busy actor though. All right, and and you know I've heard about uh, actors like that. You know they're not making ten million a movie or something like that, but they make enough. They're like keeps the lifestyle, keeps food on the table, keeps the mortgage paid for a long time. That was Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah, it seemed like yep. for a while he was in three <clears throat> to four movies every year, and you were like, yeah. oh, he's a, oh, uh, snacks on a plane, really? Oh, okay, and he just keeps Easy going. Guy. Yeah. Which I always thought that's that's kind of the route you want to go. I mean, if you get to a, oh, yeah. a, I mean, a Robert Downey Jr. level, or you get to a Chris Evans level, then you can pick and choose and do one movie a year, and I guess. But I just, I always thought that you it would just be fun to be uh, a movie star. I'm sorry, let me take that back. I think it would be fun to be an actor. That does like those like it like is Indiana Jones and you you're basically right. pretending for a living, right? And I wonder well, how much of that bleeds out into the real world for them. Like how much are they pretending? Well, I have heard about that. Like they definitely have to have their public persona yeah. turned on. Like and that's when you hear about like the behind the scenes stuff of like someone is you know usually you hear the negative like someone's really an asshole in private, yeah. Yeah. Um, or. It, it's pretty rare that you hear about, Oh no, he's a, he's a totally nice guy. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> I think we were talking today. Um, I don't know how we got on the topic, but an actor by the name of Eric Kramer and, uh, you say the name and people go, who, who's there? No, Kramer? I think, I think I remember him. Uh, you're, 
if I say that he was on Good Luck Charlie, you go, I don't know what that is, but that was a Disney show that was on forever. But if I say he's the first live action Thor to ever be put on a TV movie. Oh my God. That's why I remember. You're right. Now he looks like a bouncer. Yeah. I mean, he's a, you know, he was always kind of a big dude. Uh, Yeah. You guys are referring to this. That was the original Thor guys. It's blurry as hell right now, but yeah, sorry. And let's see. Still no, uh, maybe, maybe kind of, but, um, yeah, he was the first Thor ever put on film. Um, and it was funny is cause it was shocking. Like we didn't know what was coming. Yes. Like, I remember like, watching that and I just remember that little geeky guy pulling a hammer out of the, out of his bag and right. Thor. And I was like, what? Oh, he'd scream Odin. And then, Oh, did you scream Odin? Yeah. It, because that was, that was Donald Blake who yes. is a former lab assistant to, uh, because it wasn't Bruce Banner, it was uh, they didn't call him Bruce Banner, David Banner. Yeah, it was well, who he was in the TV show. I don't know. <clears throat> I don't know. It's like they said his name was like David Bruce Banner. It's like why? I don't know why they called him David Banner. I'd have to look that up. Yeah. Um, but in the comics, Donald Blake used to like smash his cane down, yes. and then he would switch places with Thor. And in this, he's just holding the hammer and like summoning Thor. Yeah, and then they would still share screen time together. So he was, Thor would come in as the Viking, and he Donald Blake was like his conscience, like, no, you can't do that here. This is yeah. Earth, and like, yeah, which like I that. thought was that's a cool idea. I, I was, bad. I was, I was, yeah, I was down for it. Um, I, I'm as you as you brought that up, I was remembering the one scene where he's like, oh, there you are. He's like, Thor is one of the best hunters or trackers in the world. You know, yeah, he found David Banner. But go ahead, you were talking about Eric Kramer. Well, just like he's he's a working actor. I mean, I think that he's yeah. the definition of a working actor and that he hasn't done huge parts on on like shows that everybody but I mean he was on a Disney show for multiple seasons. Yeah. Paying his bills, man. Like, you know, being an yeah, actor. That's the name of the game. You know? And like and there's how many how many adult um not adult stars, that's the wrong but like no, because they are adults. Yeah. Working for like Disney or Nickelodeon or something like that, you know, having to play like, okay, like you're a good actor, but we're going to have you overact because this is a Nickelodeon show yes. or something along those lines where yeah. it's like, we don't want you to be a good actor here. We want you to be a kid show actor. level <laughs> actor. Yeah. And they're yeah. like, okay, well, yeah, that's what yeah. the director wants me to do. So here we go. Yeah. yeah. Um, I was watching something on YouTube because I watched, there's a guy on YouTube I watched named, he, oh God, I forgot his name, but he does movie reviews. And I agree with pretty much 90% of his movie reviews. John Campina or John Camp? No, no, not him. um, He's a redhead. He sits in his like little cubicle. I forgot his name. Damn it. He's. He's very popular. He has over a million subscribers. Speaking of that, if you guys like this, like and subscribe. <laughs> like and subscribe. Um, but he's he, um, one of our tens of followers. Yeah, he reviews uh, movies that come out right away, and he and he does it very well. He comes from a very. Uh, um, he explains like he goes in depth in movies and in, in terms of why he liked it, why he didn't. So he's a very good movie reviewer. I, I can't mm-hmm. no, I don't know the guy right now. Um, but he was reviewing the whole indiana jones thing 
and he broke down you mean the new filming of like no, the latest? no, no. Okay. he broke down no the only the movies that came out he broke down the um kingdom kingdom of the crystal skull and the way he broke it down i agreed with every reason why it didn't work i was like yeah that's right that's absolutely right um but anyway it, that again can li- literally lead you down a rabbit hole into youtube mm-hmm. yeah and you can. I saw this one where they say Harrison Ford acts like a complete ass signing autographs. All right. So I hit it and he's about 77 years old at this point. And I think he's walking into a restaurant. So he's hungry. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. And everybody shoves stuff in his face. Oh my God. At first he's like, cool, cool. All right. He's, he's signing. It's all Indiana Jones stuff. Yeah. And then he loses his cool when a guy hands him a baseball bat and then a baseball and he's like, why am I signing this? And he goes, Oh, it's just from my collection. He goes, a baseball has nothing to do with me. Right. Which he has an absolute point. He's like, he no, 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 no. It, it's just for my friend. He's like, no, 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 this is, this is, this is weird. You're, right. what you're doing is you're going to sell this on eBay. This isn't for you. Right. You know, he goes, this guy right here, and he holds up a Temple of Doom laminated thing. He goes, I can tell this guy is, like, into this. Like, this is what he, like. Yeah, this is for him. He's handing something to me from, Mm -hmm. like, one of my projects, not a baseball. And that guy was like, come on, man, please. And this other guy was like, here, sign my guitar. He's like, I don't don't play guitar. Why am I signing this? Right? And I thought, mm -hmm. he's not being a dick. He's right. No, he's absolutely not being a dick. Do you remember when we were at the last Comic-Con we went to? And I was a big fan of uh, Mikiro Adolfo's, the the Italian comic creator. And we went to her table. Yes. And I bought bought a bunch of the trades that I just couldn't find anywhere else. Yeah, and her manager was like, Yeah, then like her manager or handler. Because Mikiro was like, is this for you? I said, yeah. So she's like, can I personalize it? And I'm like, yes, please, to, to Greg. Yeah. And then whatever, and she started doing that, and the manager like shot over. Yeah, and she's like, "Is she personalizing these?" I'm like, "Yeah," and she's like, "Okay," because if she's not, if she, if she's personalizing them, they're free. But if it's not personalized, then it's like I think she said twenty five dollars an autograph or something like that. And I was Which, like, I was "That like, makes sense." And I went, "Wow, uh, no, I," because yeah. I'm I'm of the fan base that when I go to a comic convention. And I want to get someone's autograph. It's yeah. for me. Like I'm right. Not, yeah, yeah. I know you're not doing it to and, sell it on eBay. And they upcharge for people that are not personalizing things, right? So that, um, so that guys don't just go and flip them on eBay or or wherever, or even just take them over to another booth that yeah. they have set up and turn around and try to sell it for you know a ton of money. Right. I agree. And, and I'm you know I think that. Uh, I think that hurts the fan base. Yeah. When guys are doing that. I agree with you. So. I agree. Um, I think, I think it absolutely does. They're not there for the fandom of it. They're there to get money. Uh, yeah. You know, and anytime it, you're doing something just for the money, it, I don't know, it comes out slimy. Well, there was, I mean, going back years ago now, you know, 15, 20 years ago, when I first started going to conventions and like all the star Wars people were like independent at their own, booths like right so i was like i hung out with anthony daniels for 20 minutes just chatted up 
Jeremy Belloc, who played Boba Fett. I mean, um, he chatted me up for a while. You know, and these guys like are Ray Park when Ray Park was like the thing because, um, you know, episode one had just come out and he was, you know, the young stud on the convention circuit. And I just like ran into him Mm -hmm. and I'm like with my little disposable camera, I'm like, hey, dude, can I get your picture? And he's like, oh, yeah, sure. And he like called me over the security folks. I somehow, you know, made my way in between them and they couldn't stop me. And so they're like, son of a bitch, he's got to get somewhere. Yeah. Um. But I got a, a nice picture with Ray Park that I didn't pay for. He was just being being cool because cool I was a fan. Yeah, I talked to Jim Lee for about five, six minutes. Yeah, and, and no one was around him. Like they didn't now, know it was Jim Lee, and I right. was like, "Hey, I you are my favorite artist." Period. Like I love your Batman. I love yeah. your Wolverine. I you know. And he was like, oh, man, thanks, man. I'm like, how long does it take you to, you know, anyway. You start channeling yeah. up, yeah. Yeah. But now, like, the Star Wars people, they at some point got organized. Or I don't know if it was Lucasfilm that made them do it or if it was somebody else. But now, like, at one point at a Wizard World show, they had, like, a curtained off area. Like, you couldn't go back and even, like, walk up and down the aisle yeah. to see who was there you had to have like a ticket to get behind there and you had like, who are you going to see? And so and it became like this super scheduled thing. And I'm like, I'm not, I'm not down with that. Cause like you and I have gone up and talked to celebrities that have the huge line and yep. like their line has died down. Like we walk up to them and be like, Hey, we're not buying autographs. We just want to meet you and shake your hand. And we make sure our phones are put away and stuff like yeah. that. So yeah. that their manners are, aren't being sketchy. Yeah. Uh, or getting mad at us. We're just like, we're just fans and want to say hi. And they are totally open to that. Yeah. Usually, usually they are. Yeah. For sure. Uh, Unless it's Lou Ferrigno. But anyway, we don't approach him, though. No, we don't. Um, By the way, the guy that I look on YouTube, I can't believe I forgot this. It's Chris Stuckman. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's a really good movie reviewer. Um, So he broke down the, you know, the, um, he called Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. He goes, this it was almost Tomb Raider-ish. He goes, you know, he goes, it just, it just, and he made a great point. He's like, they just got through a jungle and they're fighting and they just got like, uh, this is at the fi- the ending, the actual ending when the, where the UFO, you know, rises above yeah. and goes away. He goes, and look at them. And he, and he said, like, look at them when they're all on top of that pyramid. Mm-hmm. All of their clothes are pristine. Mm-hmm. And he's like, what the hell is this? He's like, yeah. everything was pristine. Nothing was dirty, grimy. He goes, look at Temple of Doom. He is messed up. Look at Raiders right. of the Lost Ark. He is beaten the hell. Yeah. And yeah. I, they just don't. I, do you think that's Harrison Ford? Just like, I don't do that anymore. Like, no, don't I don't think that. Or... I mean, how hard is it to wear a crummy jacket? I not hard, but I think it's it has something to do with I don't know, like, like Spielberg or somebody Superman's looked at it and doesn't went, get dirty kind of thing. I don't know, like I think Spielberg or whoever looked at it and was like, "No, nah, it's fine. No one's gonna care. They just want to see Indy on top of a pyramid." I don't, yeah. I don't watch that film. Like I don't, I've seen it. I I did the whole, like I fooled myself into thinking it was a good film, for like a dozen viewings. I think every single Indiana Jones fan did. Yeah. 
Well, because I did, I and I know he I did. Wanted I did, to like it so much. We, I, I did the same thing with the Star Wars prequels, where you're just yeah, like, oh no, it's good. Oh, oh, the prequels, the pre, no, the prequels. I was like that too. The last three that were out, I was like, these are shit. Yeah, that was just me. But anyway, we have but, a long yeah. history of my feelings for Star Wars. The That's last true. Movies. Anyway, but like even because the Crystal Skull being what it was, this whole piece that they're doing. With this I know you are not on board. I'm really not. I mean, and I know Harrison Ford, like when somebody said, oh, if you had to pass the hat and the whip onto somebody else, and he's like, no one. Like he has said, I am Indiana Jones. It's they, they will not recast. They won't do this. And I'm like, then just leave it alone. Like let us enjoy the films that we like now. And stop. I mean, because, yeah, I don't want to see 77-year-old. I'm still, unless yeah. they somehow... I hope they don't ignore it because I felt like in Crystal Skull, they ignored the fact that Indy was old. You like they, so? I did. Like they didn't really, I didn't feel like they were trying to have him show his age much at all. Like he was still trying to do all this stuff. And like there's a scene, it's in the beginning scene where they're fighting in the warehouse and. Harrison Ford's running across some boxes and he takes the whip. Well, and they've got the camera on him. So it's like, this is him. And, and you're just like, he's moving, he's running like an old man. And you're like, why are they doing this? Like, I don't understand why. And then it turned into like a lot of the, Oh, we're going to shoot this one from the back. And you're like, well, that stunt man's moving a hell of a lot better than Harrison Ford. I guess. I mean, you can just even, tell the difference. I didn't even think of that. I just remember never fearing for Indiana Jones. And I remember in the other ones, I would fear it. Like when he's on his back in the, in the Temple of Doom and the, the voodoo doll has the knife in the, in the oh, back yeah. of the voodoo uh-huh. doll and he's about to get crushed and you're like, oh shit. And then last second he gets out of it or, yeah. you know, on the bridge, you know. I, I rewatched that bridge scene after I watched that guy's review and I was like, damn, this still gets you. This still yeah. get like, you're like, shit, how's he going to get out of this? You know? Um, and I think there wasn't that on the kingdom of the crystal skull. There was just, Oh, okay. Moving on from point A to point B to point C to point D to point mm-hmm. E to point F, you know? So I think I'm a little afraid and I don't know if you've ever seen star Trek, star Trek, generations which yes. is the death of captain kirk like the actual death of captain kirk. kirk yeah yeah and it's i in my opinion it's terribly done like just not good so like at the end of the film you're like well that's how they're going to pass the torch from kirk to picard even though I mean, even though there was no torture, they already kind of did it. They did that and they were separate entities, but they just wanted these two great captains to meet and blah, blah, blah. But that was like William Shatner's swan song in that franchise. And you're like, eh. And I just got the feeling that that's what this is going to be with with Indy. Yeah. Like he might not make it at the end or he'll. Yeah. Yeah. Or if I don't think he's going to pass it on, I think it's just going to be that's it. Yeah. I no, I don't think there is any passing on. Like it's yeah. going to be either he dies or we're going to learn his eventual fate. Cause it, again, 
in the novels, like I had, I haven't read a ton of Indiana Jones novels, but you can go on, like, I think it's the Indiana Jones wiki page and read them like summary yeah. of them all. He eventually dies like in the fifties in a retirement home. Okay. Maybe the eighties or something like that, but he's an old man who yeah. makes it, you know, in a retirement home. Like I remember reading a point where he was before he was in the retirement home. He was that he was still single, but he loved Halloween and he'd scare the shit out of kids coming to his door. Um, to the point where they're like, dude, like the police would show up and they're like, Mr. Jones, you can't do that. Like it's trick or treat, but it's really just treat, like give them the candy, let them move on. And he would get inside and he had a daughter. That's right. He had a daughter. And so she eventually had to like move him to a home and blah, blah, blah. And that's where he died, like peacefully in his sleep. And then you're, I don't think they're going to do that. That's really fucking depressing. Well, and and the, the idea was that Indy eventually stopped his adventuring, grew old, had a life. Like, well, became, yeah, that's what became an old Became an old man and, and passed away yeah, of old age. That's what happens. Absolutely. And they're like, I don't think they're going to let that happen, for one thing. Yeah. But I, if they do, it's just going to be at the end, after this last adventure, they'll do it in the credits of, you know, here, here was Indy's fate, or they'll come, the camera will pan across to, a gravestone and it'll gravestone, say, yeah, yeah. and like maybe the, the golden idol is on one side and the grail is, you know, on, on his headstone, yeah, yeah. the headstone has just got those carved into it and it'll have from one year to another year. So yeah. I don't know. I don't know how it's going to end either. Um, and I guess I'm just going to sit there and just, I'm going to go see it because I'm an Indiana Jones Again, fan to the so day I die. I. Because um, I'm I'm doing my yeah I'm doing my best I'm doing I'm gonna I'm gonna do my best to reserve judgment until I see it, but this time when I walk out of it I'm not gonna be like in this 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 haze of no 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 it it was good it was good because it's indie you know and my I'm, expect state my expectations are so low that then. that I'm might go see it and be like that wasn't as bad as i thought it was gonna be (laughs) and come out happy so Mm. all right switching gears something came up over the internet this week that kind of went wild um you'll know what i'm talking about as i as i dive into this greg but what i guess in a harley quinn cartoon oh god for season two (laughs) they weren't to have or Whoever's okay. in charge of Batman. Okay. So said, a little well, hold on before you get to the punchline here. The backstory yeah. is that Harley Quinn has a series on HBO Max. Okay. And it is animated. It, it's animated, but it is rated R. So it is for adults and it is it is, you know, sex, drugs, rock and roll, superhero style, and it's focused on the villains. Okay. Um so go ahead. Yeah, there you there's so there's the setup. I guess who's ever in charge of Batman, the character himself, um reviewed season two and flipped out, I guess, when they had in season two Batman eating out Catwoman. Yes. Yeah. Um and they freaked out, and so now everybody, including Zack Snyder, <laughs> yeah. Yes, he is, did. He's throwing together like their artist renditions of 
those two couples yeah. doing their thing. Yep. And I want to bring it to you. Um, and I don't want you to look at it as a parent. I want you to look at it as a comic book fan. Do you even need to see something like that? Uh, no, I, I don't need to see it. Um, and the idea, yeah, the, the whole idea of it, like, I don't need, I don't need like adult versions of superheroes, superheroes. I mean, and I understand the Harley Quinn series. I understand why they made it. I've watched the, uh, I think, did I finish the first season? Um, I don't know if I finished the first season. It's decent. I mean, it's it's a kind of a action sitcom. Um, like the first, like the first episode is Harley Quinn breaking up with Joker. Like okay. she realizes that he treats her like absolute shit. All right. Um, and that she is just codependent, and so they they break up, and then she's in the dumps because she broke up with the Joker. Or they're Mystic not together. Jake. Yeah, and she misses him. And then enter Ivy, who's bisexual. So, like, she's got the hots for Harley. But I'm going to help you through this as a friend. And then you can kind of see that relationship starting to form. So it's, but it's adult. So uh, they came in and, yeah, season two had, had a, just a quick scene. It wasn't even, like, a major part of the show. But then DC came back and said, you can't do that. Like Batman doesn't go down on people. <laughs> and and Wait, they're like, it, just that saying that should yeah, be on that, a t-shirt. Right. Batman doesn't and, go down. <laughs> and it became like this, this big story. And I'm yeah. trying to find the quote. Oh, fuck it. I'm not going to find it. Right. Um, I, I, the, I, I, I DC's like like the the editor at DC who said you can't do this. Yeah. And he's like why it fits the show. There's no reason why he wouldn't. He's billionaire playboy Bruce Wayne. Why would he not do this? Not only that, Catwoman's his girl. But they said here's the thing. We sell toys of Batman. Like we have a generational responsibility here to to not only create toys, he's like, we can't make a toy out of that. And I said, you can, it's just a different market. Um, but the, just the idea of like taking this essentially child's character that we've all grown up with and have made adult versions of, but still the bulk of their money is in action figures and kids things. Like you can't make a, you can't make a Lego Batman shirt with Lego Batman going down on Lego Catwoman. Right. So yeah, I, I, yeah, I now, agree there's going to be a bunch of pirated versions of that kind of stuff oh, of all course. over the place. Oh, now. Of course that's everywhere. But I, I agree. I, I agree that I just feel like, look, show me why it needs to be in there. Right. Like how does it move the plot forward? If it's just to have you go to have a, I don't know those, those adult, people that have been following Batman their whole life and have cosplayed right, to the extreme to with it off on something. Yeah. I, I mean, if it's just for those people for that one moment for them to go, dude, you know, then, then it's, it's not worth it. Like these, I, I don't care about Iron Man sleeping with pepper pots. I don't care about Peter Parker, you know, having sex with Mary Jane. Right. I mean, 
that's not why they're there. Like, there's plenty of outlets for everything else, but I just kind of feel like, unless I'm being a stick in the mud, like, I don't know. I, I don't like, think you I'm are. Not, and, I'm not, and my friend Buzz, who's been in comics his entire career, he I'm looking at his Facebook page, and he had a good quote, or a good saying. He's like, you don't need to have an adult version and a kid-friendly version of a franchise character. Yeah. If you can't write a hero everyone can enjoy, then you've failed. Boom. Like. Good job, and it's Buzz. like there, there's, there's truth to that. I is mean, Buzz a writer or is he an artist? He's an artist. He's yeah. he's an artist, but I mean, he's, I mean, he's been in the comic, uh, comic world for so long, and he he made his well, not his start, but he came to popularity being an artist on Vampirella. So that's more of an adult oriented, yes. yes, you know, directed character. So he's in his art he can do both. I mean, he can, right. he can do kid stuff. Like, um, my daughter in her room has a Lilo and stitch that he did hanging in her room. Um, and I know in a portfolio somewhere, I've got a Vampirella piece that I'm like, this is great. I don't know where I can hang this when my kids are still in the house. Like yeah. Yeah. from an artistic perspective, it's fantastic, but right. it's still Vampirella and you go, eh, maybe not. Um, but I mean, his, his point being that, Batman is a franchise character. You yeah. you don't need to have this adult version of him and a kid friendly version of him. Right. You should just yeah. have Batman. I um, guarantee you, if you go, I and I don't know, I really don't, but I guarantee you, for any of those that need to see this, I guarantee you, it's probably on porn. It's homes. already well, it's already been done. I mean, for I'm sure. sure. I mean, adult comics. I yes. mean, or even just porn comics that have been drawn and redrawn since they their inception i mean right there's some underground press that i'm sure has done a batman you know porno porn comic i'm for sure. sure yes a parody or, or something else but so it's out there if you need it folks but yeah i and but i understand I why they didn't want this from a yeah like and i don't think dc is being dc made i'm sorry warner brothers uh made a business decision yeah. I mean, they're they're not thinking about the fans. They're not thinking about oh, this is what people want because it's not what people want. It's a small percentage of people. It is a very small. Even, and it, and until it came up, people probably didn't even know that they wanted to see it until somebody until they heard the headline. Right. They went, maybe I want to see that. Maybe I don't know. Then maybe no, no. Yeah. So they made a business decision, and I think it was the right one. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Nobody wants to see that from any from any any of your comic book characters. Nobody wants to see that. Or at least, I'm well, sorry. No, I they don't. Do. I don't. I don't need to see that. And, and my daughter. And if you, again, if you do want to see that, there are other places for you to go correct. that are that are not officially licensed things. Yes, correct. correct. We'll end it there. Yeah. That's what I... But so. the internet went nuts. <laughs> yeah. Because it I think... Even, uh, like, I, w- I wasn't even going to talk about it, but like uh, we were like, we watch Philip DeFranco every night to get our news. It was one of his stories. Cause it blew up the internet so much. And Chris was like, what? And I'm like, Oh yeah, that was, that's a, that's a thing that yeah, came out that, today. That's a thing that happened. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, speaking of like, uh, overreacting or the internet going crazy, everybody is going nuts for Spider-Man no way home trailer. People are like, it's coming tomorrow. It's coming tomorrow. It's coming tomorrow. 
Is it coming tomorrow? I, I mean, I don't. I don't think it's coming. Is somebody? I I read somebody on my Instagram feed. Something came up where it goes. I predict that the Spider-Man trailer will come out from either from either in between from now until until December, like when it comes out. He goes. I believe it'll be sometime in between there. It's like no shit. But that was the joke. But people are losing their minds over this. It is well. And and I, it's the worst. It's the, really the worst kept secret of what that plot is. It's the worst yeah. kept secret. Yeah, I mean everybody's going to be in it, and you just hope they do it to a point where it works well. Just let it happen. Like don't don't keep your opinions high. Don't speculate. Don't just just let it happen. Right. I mean, yeah. and, and that's. So if you're like, no, 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 that's part that's part of the fun of fandom. I'm like, is it though? Because no, you're no, no, just setting no, no, yourself no. up for disappointment. Yeah, no, the part I'm talking about is okay. I used to have this rule. Like I used to think there was this rule in superhero movies where you can't put too many characters in one movie. It'll ruin it. Uh for good reason you had that rule. I mean, yeah. that's what happened to the Batman series initially. Yes. And then that's what happened with Spider Man three from Sam Raimi. Right. And then, and there are a couple other ones out there that you just can't develop that many characters. Yeah, so. exactly. The, the whole point was, and the only reason why these Avengers movies work is because the characters were developed. Right, they were already there. You already knew their backstories. You already knew their motivations. You already knew, um, how they handle situations. And that's what made Infinity War awesome was that everybody mm-hmm. from the Marvel universe was in it because they've all had their moments. And so they just got right into the action and you just understood everything. Yeah. I don't know if this is going to work, but I can't see Marvel green lighting something that doesn't work. Again. And of course I'm speculating, which I just said you shouldn't do. I don't think all these characters are going to be in that much time in, in any kind of major thing. It's now that we've uh, very well established a multiverse. Yeah, you know, I think it's going to be somehow some character is flashing through various multiverses at a fast rate. Yeah, and it's going to be here's Tobey Maguire. Here's this character. Here's this character. I mean, yeah. something along those lines. I mean, I and if it's not, I don't care. Just I'm going to watch it. I'm gonna oh, pay. I'm going to watch it. Watch I'm, it. I'm, I'm gonna, and I'm just going to let it happen. I'm excited for it. I'm excited for it, but... Um, I'm honestly not... You've never been a Spider-Man guy. Oh, sure I have. Oh, sure you I have? have? Oh, yeah. Oh, like, when I was... Oh, in, he's never been like, your guy. When I was in middle school, I, I actually was part of Marvel's mail service. Like, I got... Oh, I, I got that. the I got the Todd McFarlane Spider-Man when yeah. he when it was just spider-man like he, they started a new yes, comic just that. for him because yep. like, he was on i remember the eight... first arc too it was the lizard yeah uh, was it's called was, torment yeah beating him up yep. yeah but we found out it was his girl it was craven's girlfriend or something like yeah that. yeah it, I mean, something like it was that. cool i mean it was a cool yes. storyline though of course tom mcfarland art was off the charts at that yes. point yes and uh and I, that was like, my mom sat me down and I don't know what it was for, but it was for some gift giving event, birthday or whatever. Well, we can pay for this. And so we, you know, she, I didn't want to cut it out of my comic. So she took it to her work and Xeroxed it. Xeroxed, she copied it. Um, 
and we signed up and I sent it away. And three to six weeks later, I started getting one comic a month in the mail that the mailman would kind of roll up and put in my mailbox. And I'd be like, <gasps> what is he doing that for? You know, but they were, and that's what I was getting. I, I got quite a few Spider-Man comics that way. Okay. Um, so you, I didn't, I so didn't I was, you're a Spider-Man yeah. fan. Okay. I mean, it, but when it comes Can to. I ask you a question? Can I ask you a question? Well, let me, seemed... let me make this point quick. When it comes to the Marvel films, I'm just like, if I'm getting jazzed up about a Marvel film, it hasn't been Spider-Man. Like I have, I like them. I yeah. like, to, uh, um, Homecoming. Uh, yeah, I like Homecoming. Oh, I, I like, uh, but they just haven't, I'm not watching those action scenes like, Oh, that was amazing. I want to watch that again. I mean, I'm just not. So, okay. I have, <laughs> I've been doing this to you, I think, since we started this podcast, where I always feel like you're never 100% on board with this Marvel Excited stuff. for something? Yes. <coughs> okay. I, don't know if it's, I don't know if it's excited for something, but I think it's more or less... I think it's two reasons in my head. I think you've already explained the The first reason is you've been, you've been let down so many times in your youth that you won't allow yourself to do it again. So I get that. Okay. The other one is, are you kind of upset because now everybody knows who kind of like Thor is and Thor was always your boy. And now you're kind of like, dude, everybody likes Thor. What the fudge? Like, where were you guys? <laughs> no, no. no okay. I, I mean, I, I think it's, I mean, it's certainly good for the franchise. I'm, I'm getting a little worried now about the saturation of the market. Like eventually these Marvel films are going to stop. Yes. Like, like the money, like the fan base won't be there and people that are saying, no, 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 they'll make Marvel films forever. They won't. I mean, because no, they will. I just don't know if anybody's going to be as excited. Maybe. I mean, cause like even star Wars came to an end and then it eventually was rebooted. I mean, I, I think it could be along those lines where they'll like, they'll, they'll stop. Wait a for, I don't know if a generation will do it, but, or there's going to be like smaller products. Cause like they're doing moon Knight now yeah, yeah moon knight yeah that is a d-list character that had a little bit of a resurgence and he's got a fan base he does he has a very loyal fan base but that character was was like a poor man's batman when he was created and now they've revamped him so many times where he's actually like psychotic oh, like he's he's, he's got personality personalities yeah he's absolutely psychotic and that's that's how they're gonna do him now and i'm like okay Let's see if it works. Uh, they've got a good actor playing them. So, yeah. all he, right. The character is very hit or miss, and they need a good actor, which, again, like you said, they have a great actor to pull it off because it takes, depending on where they're going with this, because you also can't go that far with it because you're on <clears throat> Disney Plus. You know? Well, you can't go that far. And that's where I kind of wonder how Disney's going to do this i mean will they put it on hulu in which case you can go as far as you want yeah on hulu. that's true um no i think it's coming to disney plus i think it's all coming to disney plus that's true i think it's it's all gonna go that way anyway i i, I agree with you they're they're so you're you're ready for the bomb to fall out like superhero fatigue yeah, well yeah i'm ready for which, this fatigue i i'm already there which i, I won't I won't even watch Jupiter's Legacy because I don't give a shit, even if it's fantastic. And I actually like the writer, Mark Millar. Yeah, Miller. Miller. 
You said but, it looks like Millar, but it's pronounced okay. Miller. But I, um, I just, yeah, I'm not, I don't care. But that's the stuff that I am more interested in. Okay. Because I think, I think that now, now that Marvel is going to be like stretching to get some of their characters, because they yeah. haven't figured out how to, how to recast more or less. Like when, when actors leave a role, they're leaving the character behind and they're not sure how to bring that character back yet. Right. <laughs> or if they are, we're not aware of it. So I'm looking for like these independent companies or companies that are characters that people really haven't heard of to come out. And cause I think you can do some really interesting storytelling there. Um, okay. I mean, you and I have talked about Constantine being a great movie and it was kind of before all this mm-hmm. really hit, but I'm looking yep. for those kind of films to come out. Those we're going to do a superhero film or we're going to do a comic book film that is going to be true to the comic, but is going to be one that a lot of people haven't heard of. So let's, you know, we can yeah. do, or let, yeah. we're not worried about building a franchise off of this film. It's going to be a one-off. Uh, and when, the, okay. And, yeah. I, I know what you're saying. That now. kind of yeah. stuff. Like the so, boys to me, the boys I don't care about anymore. I thought the first season was good, but now I feel like it's just they're trying to top each. They're trying to top themselves each season, and that that's like yeah. uh, I think you're losing yourself now because now now it's just about how perverted can we make these guys? How? But that's you know, the comic. I mean, the comic is very much like if you have these godlike characters, they're gonna be messed up. Yeah. But you're right; it is kind of running a course. I'm I'm in for one more season to see where you want you want to see Dean. Well, I do. I do want to see yeah. Dean. I want to see yeah. how they how they play that out. But at the same time, like the the overall story arc, like it's getting like you're really going to have to have some good writing coming up here to to keep me interested. I don't. I don't know if we hit this or not. I want to switch gears. Do you not want to? Well, I, I was going to say I'm looking at I'm looking at the Marvel lineup of or twenty to till twenty three. Um. Well, I have it here with me too. So the end of 2020, I just Googled upcoming Marvel films, black widow. I want to see black widow, but I want to see black widow to see how they do the red guardian. Like that's what I want to see in that film. Um, you don't care about taskmaster. Not really. Really? Not really. I, not, not so much. Um, excited for that one. Dr. Strange of the multiverse of madness interested since it's multiverse. Where is it? Cause I think that's going to be the crux of where it's going to go. Yes. Um, so I'm excited for that one. Shang-Chi, I'm or sorry, Shang-Chi, I'm keeping my reservations on. Hope hope it's good. Eternals, I don't know where it's gonna go. Like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know either. Gonna... Love and Thunder, obviously pu- pumped up for that because of Thor's new direction. Mm-hmm. You know, No Way Home, okay. Wakanda Forever, okay. Okay. Venom or Venom 2, no interest at all. No interest either. I'm not interested in that either. Guardians of the Galaxy 3, Thor's in it, but other than that, no interest. Like, I'm not... You don't I'm, care? Not really. I don't think okay. I'm up for that one. Okay. Captain Marvel 2? No. Really, I mean, I like the first one, um, but I know nothing of this storyline. I know I know they're bringing in the extra um, the extra Marvels, like they're bringing in Photon, they're bringing in Miss Marvel. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. But I don't know what the plot is. Like I don't know who the well, bad maybe maybe so. that's maybe that's not for us, Greg. Maybe that's for you know girl power. It's yeah. And if it is, yeah. great. I'm, yeah, I'm cool for with it. Too. I'm still going to enjoy that movie. If it's a 
people are like, if it's a full on girl power movie, fantastic. I'm in. Like, I want to well, see. Well, if it's done right, in my opinion, yeah. Wonder Woman was a girl power movie and it was awesome. Yeah. Not the 84, first... the first one. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, Morbius, yes. Yes. I want to see that. that. Want to see that. Um, I, I typed in Marvel movies and they, they're bringing me Suicide Squad. Uh, but they're also throwing in Sony. That's not Marvel. I mean, that is Marvel, but, that, but no, it's not Suicide Squad is the MCU. Suicide Squad is DC. I know, but Mobius is not part of the MCU. Correct. Yeah. Neither is um, Quantum Mania. I love the Ant Man films. I want to see that one again. I think I want to see it in the same vein. I want to see Multiverse of Madness. I think it's going to be a Crux movie, okay. or or uh, a Nexus, if you will. Of this generator or this next Marvel um, phase, I think that's gonna have a lot to do with it. The movie I'm most excited about on this entire list is Into the Spider Verse two because they're bringing in Spider Man 2099. Like that yeah. to me is exciting. Voiced by Isaac, the guy that plays Moon Knight. Oh really? Uh, uh, Isaac. I want to say Jason Isaacs, but I don't think that's Not a that. different actor. That's a different actor. Um, you don't. You're not interested in Fantastic Four. What What do we know of Fantastic Four right now? Nothing. Isn't that a good thing? No. I mean, I mean, is it coming? Sure. Yeah. I can, what about just let it happen, Greg? Just enjoy it. Just let it happen. It is. I'll let it happen. But as far as being excited for it, give, no. give me. You, you left it, out the Disney Plus shows. Like, like I'm. I'm kind of adding to your argument oh, that there is a lot of stuff coming. No, I have yeah. it here. It's. After Loki, it's What If, Ms. Marvel, Hawkeye, Moon Knight, She-Hulk, Secret Invasion, Ironheart, Armor Wars, okay. the Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special. Let's like that's go through these again and okay. go slower. Sorry. What If, which looks awesome. Animated vignettes. From a, The geek in me is excited about that, but that will have no bearing on the rest of the universe. No, no. Ms. Marvel. Not for me. I'm not the target. It's not for me, but I want to give it a shot because this character has become uh, super popular. Yeah. Well, she's Um, a cultural phenomenon for sure. Yeah. And I, and I'm, I'm just interested to see, I don't know a lot about this character. So I I just want to know more about this character in terms of them telling me the story. I'm not going to go buy a comic book to read about it. I want to see. I played the Marvel or the Avengers video game that came out last year. And she's, she's like the, main character for a lot of it i i'm okay. not a big fan of stretchy powers like i'm just not i i you got to find a way to keep them interesting but i think, you think the powers, way that elastigirl did it was cool no really i think the way she does it's really cool it was okay i mean it, it's something i've seen done I mean, like, i've I, never seen that power used like in terms of me actually seeing it not reading it <clears throat> Well, right. Yeah. I mean, that's, but I've read that. So like, right. you know, she made herself a parachute. Well, I've seen that a million times in Plastic Man. Okay. So All Plastic right. Man can now like morph. That's interesting to me. He can like shape, sh- shape change because he's totally elastic. He can make his face. And I think, in fact, there's a great moment. The JLA is trying to sneak into a party and they couldn't find him. They're like, where's Plastic Man? And then all of a sudden they look at Wonder Woman's dress and it's it's like a skin tight dress. And she's like, yeah, this was totally hanging in the closet for me. And then he giggles and I'm like, oh, that's creative. 
I think that's hilarious. It's creepy as hell. I mean, this was kind of before the Me Too movement, so that would be wrong, but it was funny. Like really? the way they did it. Like it would just showed his like level of power. It's not just stretching. It's a lot of other things. I see. Okay. All right. Um, Hawkeye after Ms. Marvel. Uh, I've no. always liked Hawkeye. So I'm, He's okay. I'm, I'm, but I'm, I'm up for that. I I know what's coming soon keep, is the Young Avengers, and I don't care about that. Yeah. But keep in mind, I'm still watching all these shows, but I'm not like chomping at the bit excited for them. Moon Knight, I'm not excited for, but I want to see it. A little because I want to know if they're going to make him as psychotic as in the comics. Yeah. She Hulk. Which I was fine with it until I heard that they're bringing Scar, Hulk's son, into this universe. And I thought, oh, how are they doing that? That's what I'm saying. I'm like, what? Like, who's the mom? Did, like, they didn't do Planet on? Hulk. That comes from Scar comes from Planet Hulk. I mean, that's that's how he's. I'm just letting that. That was the that was what I heard, and I thought, oh no. Oh, are they going to say now? It's the Hulk family. Like, are they going to say what Hulk was on? uh, the collector, not the collector's world, in in Thor Ragnarok on that world. Sakar, Sakar. When he's on Sakar, is that is he he somehow there? Yeah, yeah. Maybe that's how they're going to do it. Maybe. Until I see the effects on that show, I'm holding back excitement. Yeah, I agree. Secret Invasion. I don't know where this is going. I don't know if Secret Invasion, when it's a Disney Plus episode, it makes me think it has. it's not a big event. Or is it the Disney Plus big event? Well, I mean, Secret Invasion in the comics it's a big is, deal. is a big deal. Yeah. But it makes the scrolls. Bad guys. Bad guys. And they did not take that route in the current MC. No, but if you've noticed now, there are scrolls popping in everywhere. Yeah, kind of, but we'll we'll have to see. I mean, I don't know yeah. enough. I don't know enough about it. I don't think they're going to do it like the comic because I don't think they can. Yeah. You can't have all these heroes come out because a lot of them are heroes that they can't even use. Yeah. Like Wolverine's not going to be a scroll because right. Wolverine's not in the MCU. Right. Um, Iron Heart, which I don't know if they're going to do Riri Williams or if they're going to do. Yeah, I don't. You're right. I don't care if it's not Tony. I don't even care if it's Rowdy. Yeah. That's Armor Wars. Breaking my stuff. And then the Guardian Holiday Special. Don't care. Which just says to me, Star Wars Holiday Special. Yeah, it's. I mean, is it Jumping the Shark if you have a holiday special? It seems like it is. Uh, I don't know about that <clears throat> because it's probably going to be animated or I don't know. Well, there's a new, there's a new, uh, guardians of the galaxy video game that got announced. Yeah. I saw that. E3. Yeah. It doesn't look good to me. No, it doesn't look good to me either, but neither did the Avengers one. That was closer. I mean, I'm, but at the same, you're right. At the same time, I played it on a playthrough. Haven't gone back to it ever. Yeah. yeah. So, all right, Greg, give us something positive before we before we Holy end. crap. I don't know. You started you started pooping all over. It is. I'm just I'm just having a, it's full of negativity. What's going on? Yeah. Got a new Rocketeer statue. That's pretty cool. Is that new? Um, yeah, it's new. That's cool. This is this is that, a, for people that haven't seen that movie, watch that movie. That's a fun this, movie. This is a movie that totally holds up. Yeah, in my fun, opinion. Very fun movie. Yeah. Um 
That's a good movie too, The Phantom. Oh. <laughs> maybe I'm maybe. talking about the guy in the purple suit played Billy by, Zane. Yeah, played by Billy, Billy Zane. Zane. I don't know why. I liked it. I wouldn't call that a good movie. Shut your mouth. Have you watched it recently? Not recently. Oh, it's again. I will watch it knowing it's a bad movie, but I'm going into it thinking this is. I know this is a bad movie, and it's just cheesy as hell. But you know I'm gonna do it. They should do. Uh, they should. Have we talked about this? Where they should do a Back to the Future with Robert Downey Jr. and uh, Tom Holland. Yeah, we mentioned it, and yes, you're absolutely right. They should. If they if they redid that movie with those two people, I'd be like, okay, I'm gonna go see this. Um, but other than that, oh, they should do a Flash Gordon. I wish they would do a good Flash Gordon film. Me too. Me too. Me too. I'm looking. I'm looking at the news here to try to find something happy. Something. Um, Positive. Uh, well, I mean. Like it or not, I haven't seen it. I don't know if I'll get to see it in the theater, but the Hitman's the Hitman's wife's bodyguard did number one at the box office. Eleven just over eleven and a half million ahead of a quiet place two, which is a very good film. And says Godzilla versus Kong crosses a hundred million at the box office. So movies are coming back. That's movies that's- are coming back for sure. Um I'm going to see Black Widow in the theater. So Definitely. Yep. That'll um, be a definite. I think that's going to be the biggest movie premiere to date. Probably. And that comes out. And that's kind of creeping up on us. Like, it is. July 9th is it's not that quick. far away. Yeah. Coming quick for sure. So, all right. Yeah. I think we'll, you know what? Hey, we got some good movies coming. Movies are coming back. Mm-hmm. There's positive people. Excuse me. Ugh. Okay. I think we'll end it there. Greg, any last words for our podcast? Yeah, even though we're being negative and everything today, and I don't know why, but it's just one of those days. So as you're going through your week, uh, just remember that you got to know your audience, know who you're talking to, verify your sources, and and if you do all that, don't be a douche. For the Greg, this is Johnny. Podcast out, everybody. Take care. Thank you for listening.